Hello there. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad to have you with us. Are you prepared for a story of return? The story of the prodigal son is one that existed in the old times. There's a story of one that once lost his way that made his way back. Today, let's celebrate a monumental return. I think you'll enjoy this one. Goodbye. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm not really sure how to start this one. It's a little weird. Had some technical difficulties at the start. So um, if I sound sad, it's because I'm sad with my equipment. Not sad to have these guys on. So Having, having all this distasteful technology is just bad. You know, every, everybody has their turn getting dunked on uh, by technology one day. You know, usually it's me. You know, Nick had his trouble when he came on. Borden, it was a smooth process for you. Hell yeah. Claps all around. For the most part, yeah. Uh, so, so are we just not going to, like, reintroduce the people? <laughs> we're just gonna, you're just going to jump ho- right back in? We're hopping back in. You're not going to be yeah. like, hey, guys. <laughs> F- funny seeing you here. Just kind of walked uh, in. I... I I guess uh, let, let, let's give him a little intro. Here's the boy. If you're listening to this show, you, you probably listened to the last show on this new show. But anyways, yeah, our boy is back. Um, it's our good friend Borden. He's a great guy. He's very sweet, even though he looks like um, he'd be very mean and he'd bully you in middle school. <laughs> um, but I swear to God, great guy. Um, <laughs> say hi to the people, Borden. Hello, peeps. That smooth, silky voice coming through. Missed that. It was a nice little crisp air. Ah. Oh, yeah. He's sitting back so far, like his head, so you <laughs> can get that good-ass bass coming through. <laughs> is, that, is that what's happening right now? I think yeah, so. My posture, my posture feels terrible right now because I don't want to be sitting in a rickety-ass chair making all some noise. So I'm sitting on, like a, I'm sitting on a bench. What a man. I'm yeah. li- watching this Adam's, Adam's apple just go to while he talks and he is such a man i move it back up and down like a like an elevator on a skyscraper you know just when i thought we had gotten past our uh our phase of being fake homosexual like the bromance is you know right back alive i love that it doesn't take a lot for noah to rekindle that (laughs) passionate love for that It, it 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 burns Deep down, it's just a little little fire. It's, it's yeah. quite easy to let the dogs out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I wanted to to bring up. There's been a lot of talk online. People asking me, Are "You guys beefing? Are you guys? 
what's it where's borden you guys you guys not like talking to each other is that what they're saying oh yeah yeah i've I've heard that i'm sure i'm sure you've heard a little bit on your end too but the thing is some chirp just to set the record straight (laughs) borden was actually involved um with the creation of this show he was like on the original call he's got full access so I've got, I've got I've got my fingers running deep in this operation. Yeah, just because just because he's he's not here every single time recording, and I th- I think we should we might as well talk about that, Borden, right? Like mm-hmm. I I think the reason why um like you haven't been involved thus far, and the reason why the podcast or the reason why the last show kind of fell apart is just because we we're busy people. Well, looking looking back. On the first show, I'm still really like surprised how I had time to do it, but still, I, I feel like I needed more time to devote to it to really be prepared. Yeah, because I would just like have to sit down. You know, I'm wiping sweat, I'm pressing record. I don't even know what the hell's going on. I'm still having to do a million other things while we're doing the show. Yeah, that year. Just for you listeners, you know, this shit ain't this shit ain't easy. There's a little bit of work that goes into this process of making a little podcast. We, we we do a little something here, so it takes time. And, you know, Borden didn't have as much of it to give, so there's no blame there. We we love to have him now. I love to give. I do. To the to the haters out there, they're like, Oh, it's probably because Borden and uh and Crispin are beefing. We we went to a Tame Impala concert together. Like, <laughs> like really recently. <laughs> yeah, he like came up <laughs> and we went together. We we still talk all the time. Like <laughs> We went to Tame Impala, which is one of the longest running inside jokes besides Moon Taxi for any kind of band. We we've been waiting to go to Tame for a long <laughs> yeah. time. And check that off the list. I wish Noah could have came. He would have. Oh yeah, I there was something going on for me that night. I did get the invite. I, I wanted to go because that that would have mm-hmm. been pretty tight. It was it it looked pretty fun. That would have been a mastermind meeting. Could have just diabolical. <laughs> Recorded right there. <laughs> at the at the concert, Diamond Bola. <laughs> what what did he say? Oh, I love you, Atlanta. <laughs> Does he really love Atlanta? Like, he's just, I feel like he hasn't. I feel like he spends no time like in the city he tours in. He's just kind of. Yeah. I love it here. Like, where is he from? <laughs> he's Australian. Em- empty heart promises, just like uh, I love the U.S. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're lying to me. Just don't even say that. I always love coming back and touring here. <laughs> You're like, okay. Touring here. I love your burgers. They were quite greasy. <laughs> Bullshit. Like, what is he from? Like, is it Australia? Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He do, he's not really with the outbackish kind of, you know, twang. He's more like he's proper. A, yeah, he's a a city guy, city yeah. boy. From Sydney. What, what he, a Sydney Something boy. Like that. That's what it is. Sydney boy. <laughs> Sydney, yeah. Australia. Only, isn't it weird the only like actual reference frame of reference i have for that movie is finding nemo that's, that's it <laughs> 42 wallaby way for for that place yeah like, uh, i i don't know any i wouldn't I, I probably couldn't name a singular city in australia if it wasn't for finding nemo that's what lets me know sydney and then victoria is the capital right i think is it something like that isn't there really like perth isn't that a city I feel like it is. Maybe. Couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> I was trying to think because I feel like I've seen, you know, Sydney and like other places in Australia. 
from like other stuff like Nemo wouldn't be my go-to personally but like maybe like it was kind of like a 2012 kind of thing Crocodile Dundee or something I don't know they were a nice like wholesome Steve Irwin documentary I don't know honestly Canada and Australia have similar similar vibes just kind of opposite in temperature <clears throat> really nice people but just not really nice animals yeah, nobody really wants to go there because shitty weather. You're going to get killed by something. Yeah. You know, you got kangaroos going to kick your ass in Australia. <laughs> a fat-ass moose just going to kill you in Canada. All right. I was about to ask, yeah. what is the animal that was going to kill you in uh, in Canada? But sure, yeah, I guess Dude, you could. I'm, I'm probably more afraid of a moose than I am of a kangaroo. You know how massive a moose is? Kangaroos are aggressive, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've... I've seen guys. They've got hands. Videos of guys walking up to kangaroos and putting their hand on their head like a small child trying to swing at them, like keeping. That's how you keep them away. Did you ever watch Kangaroo Jack? Uh, yeah, hundred like, percent. You're, you're not prepared. They're gonna kick your ass. That's a special know. breed, dude. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's nuts. I think I think that's an exception. But would you rather see a kangaroo or a moose out in the wild? Kangaroo, dude. I'd rather see a kangaroo, but like I thought we were talking. About. Oh, oh, what do you what do you mean? Like Ooh. in the streets, like out in the wild? Oh, I'm, like I'm what do you mean? If you, if you run into this man, he's gonna be like coming at you. Oh, I'd much rather oh, run into okay. a kangaroo because he's like my size. A moose yeah. is like a dinosaur. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not fucking with that. He's like eight feet tall. It's already walking over me. Like I can't take that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to have that little side tangent came to mind. No, it's where were we? <laughs> I think we were just catching up. Borden, what's going on in your life? How's uh, what junior year now? Yeah, junior year. It's been it's been good. Um, it's kind of weird thinking about. There's no set time to say that. Yeah, everything's back to normal, but everything in Georgia's just kind of already been normal for since COVID happened. Yeah, it's kind of weird seeing stuff like, oh yeah, like Massachusetts—they're finally lifting like the mask mandate or something for a school. It's like about mm-hmm. time. Like, dude, that's been I good think for like, all two the, years. At least the D three schools in the grain to that are in whatever the conference is, Sun Sunbelt, right? Yeah, Sunbelt Conference—they all just lifted their mask ban too. Yeah, Atlanta lifted lifted their mask mandate uh, like last week, so. I it was it was weird. Literally today, I noticed it because I went to I went into Kava and none of the workers were wearing masks. And I was like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" You're only supposed to be like this. Shit. <laughs> Ran it back to April 2020 before everything dropped. Or wait, no. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was, it was March. Because it was March. It was yeah. March. Never mind. It was March. I remember kind of not being worried about it, but people were saying, "Yeah, like." The Georgia-Florida, like, border, there's going to be, like, a lockdown. Like, you're yeah. not going to be able to go between states. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're telling me I'm going to get stuck in Myrtle Beach for the rest of my life? I, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Wasn't your dad pretty mad that you were down there? Yeah, I was, I was on spring break. <laughs> that was going Dang. on. I was like, oh, my God. I'm living the rest of my days out in Florida. <laughs> that's great. I think that's so funny that... At one point, we were like, "Dude, we're fucked. We're never. I guess. I guess we're never gonna be able to go back to our own state or cross state lines." Mm-hmm. But in reality, how, like, how would they monitor every single road, in and out of every single state? Like, that's so. Like, what yeah. are you gonna have state patrolmen on every single highway? 
Just lining the border. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just going to have everyone who works for the .gov, like, interlinked in arms and just in the forest, <laughs> making, like, a, a line around the state. Gosh. No. Yeah, that that was weird. I'm trying to think of think back to that time. I don't even... Time went so fast since then. That was <laughs> such a blur. Mm-hmm. It's like... But, like, it feels like it was a long time ago, but, I mean... It really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But it feels like... I don't know, it still feels like we're kind of in it. (sighs) Like, I I feel like it's not... I I don't know, it's hard for me to believe that that we're done with it, you know? Yeah. I forget. I've been forgetting. You mean, like, next week, if there's a new variant, we're not going to say anything. You... You promise? Yes, you're gonna you're gonna shut up. <laughs> you, know? you promise, or is this gonna be like we're gonna have to do it again? Or no, midterms are coming up, so they'll chill yeah. out for a minute. <laughs> the science has changed. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Oh, he knows too much. Stop. I I do listen every <laughs> once in a while. You guys can you know, everybody in the comments, everybody listening to this show, call me Big Lib. I, I listened, uh, <laughs> but I was listening to Pod Save America, which is uh, a pretty leftist podcast, and the title of their podcast was The Science Has Changed on COVID, and I was like, wait, but... I don't even think that could have been a ploy for it's actually not how science works, and you can't say that either. I think it's the not... CDC, didn't they say that the science changed? Well, a lot of things changed. Honestly, like the definitions of a lot of scientific terms have changed. If you've noticed that, um, not particularly. I mean, I've I've noticed the way that we use language has definitely changed. Like terrorism, <laughs> we talked about it last episode. Yeah, I remember like a year ago hearing things on like Wikipedia. Things are changing, not just because of like you know anyone can go in there and do it. There's certain articles and certain websites that are like funded by them. Who's them? Oh, I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> you referred to a they. They the dot gov the dot them. The oh okay, all right. Yeah. I I mean I I, I kind of understand what you're saying. There's a separation. You mean like uh, politicians, or do you mean like members of the scientific community? Lobbyist or groups. Lobbyist groups. I'm with that. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think that's a really good. Uh, yeah. They control a vast majority. Yeah. yeah, just. I was talking to someone the other day about lobbyist groups, and it's kind of like crime, crime. Yeah, I think it's what I think yeah. it's what just you what mean. What it stands for, like it's such a not even revered position, but then you're just like, well, what do you do? Oh, if he hands me money, I say yes. Should be illegal. Yeah. People always talk about ending dark money, but every single politician super PAC. Companies can donate to those super PACs blindly, and we have no, we can't see who, where the money's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then we have people running for, you know, Congress, um, and uh, that are up for re-election, and they're like, yeah, uh, you know, we're we're out here fighting for you, and like you're you're what matters to us, and it's all about the people. But how are you even making this commercial? Mm-hmm without private money you, you yeah. aren't you are using private money yeah. that's you directly are like I, i'm sorry i was just gonna say anybody that's been in congress over 10 years uh, i can almost guarantee they've taken bribes they've you know done shady things so really i people shouldn't be in congress over an eight-year term you know or eight-year 
uh, limit to me just because at some point you're, you're going to get dark and let's bring in somebody fresh. You might, you're probably out of touch with the people's real interests at that point as well. So I don't know. It's not, it's not really a, like a democracy. Yeah. It's kind of like how, well, how do those people survive like that? Well, they obviously want to make money. They want to be comfortable, but like do the things in their positions. And I don't know if they're just digging a hole for themselves, but it's like nowadays for someone to be president, they have to have this absurd amount of money to be able to advertise and, you know, just kind of campaign. But now just like, you know, average Joe can't really just run and do that and survive. I think that's more a, uh, a symptom of the, of, the, of the system itself, right? Because it, that's how it's always been. Um, first president, George, mm-hmm. George Washington wasn't just some nobody that, right. <laughs> right, he was a very powerful general, right? Like yeah. he had influence. Um, and then you see that continued out through the course of the uh, of American history, like yeah. yeah, like FDR wasn't a nobody. He's like I'm the average Joe, as in one of the paradoxes that we want in presidents, which is a somebody, but that appeals and like they're what you see as an American citizen. We want the ideal American citizen to be president. We want someone that represents. We like a lot of representation in this in this country. You feel that? Yeah. I understand like what you're saying. We want someone who is easy to talk to, like the whole FDR thing. It's supposed to be like but can us. also yeah. can also be blunt when the time comes mm-hmm. and decisive. I think what I'm saying here is that, yes, like they have to be, you know, an upstanding citizen. They're supposed to be mm-hmm. the ideal American, right? Um, but the thing with the— Also can't be bitch-made. Yeah. Right okay. Uh, powerful. Yeah. So yeah. all of those things are inherently, to, to our political system, they're inherently biased toward people and men of power, mm-hmm. right? That's why so many white old guys get in there, right? It, it, it's not just by happenstance. They happen to be very wealthy and individuals, white. you know, <laughs> um, and, and, and elderly, right? Like they've yeah. taken time to build this amount of power and build this amount of like recognition and political prowess, right? They've built up their careers. Political prowess. That's, that's a crazy word. Yeah. I think that's the issue with their, with the system itself. I don't think it's really like, I don't think it can be solved by a system that is based on people having an immense amount of influence over others. Like there will never be a true representation of our three, let's say our collective three thoughts. We all have different ideas and and, and beliefs, right? There's no way that even one person could represent us three because we're all individuals. So thinking that some powerful guy with a lot of money is going to somehow represent the whole of America is a dumb concept. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like we can't. Oh, like you see that guy over there? I think he's a perfect of all three of us, which is also bias. He can't. There's no way. He can't, right? So yeah. the only way to do that is to make one, yeah. and that's the whole like kind of the dark money shit. Is you're paying them to uphold your ideals? Yeah, doesn't that speak to the idea of it being an inherently flawed system itself, where where normal people, um, actual if we had. If we had genuine direct democracy, right, they would be voted on every yeah. single time on every single every but, single thing, right? Of course, we wanted like it to be built on freedoms, though, so that leaves room for the possibility of all this stuff. 
I think the two-party uh, system has really let the dark money grow and linger because then it's, it's being funneled through those two parties. And to get in and be a politi- uh, political leader, you have to choose one of these, those two parties. You're picking your poison of uh, which lobbyist group you're going to back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no difference between them. It's just which ones you're going to back. And at the end of the day, they're usually the same ones. <laughs> it's directly centralized power, right? Like, yeah. It we, we like to say that it's that it's a two party system, or that or that it's or it's a multi party system might be better. But ultimately, it's centralized power by those that are influential in our lives. You know, whether or not we like to think it, all of us are influenced by our own personal biases, and then the people that we like, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're all inherently biased and then the system makes it so all of these biases get funneled into two singular parties. And against each other. Yeah, and against each other causing like gridlocks. So then it's like, okay, that's not really a productive system, is it? Like (laughs) The picking teams thing is, it's always been really bad because people want to be a part of a team. But in the sense of getting things done, mm-hmm. two people trying to shoot each other in the feet, they're not going to get shit done. And honestly, just looking at it, having one major central government, I don't like. Having smaller, uh, more powerful, uh, say, state governments, I think may be more beneficial because at the end of the day, all the states are very different. You know, the ones that are right next to each other, they all look the same. But you start going a few states apart. The, the culture, diversity, everything's different. They're all different people. They, I don't know. I don't think it should all necessarily, federal law should have final say. I don't know if there's another way to switch up the political party system to do that, but that's how I would like to see it. Smaller governments having more power. <laughs> It'd be an easier way to control. Yeah. Uh, the, the lobbying groups will have to be split up going between states. That goes back yeah. to teams again or wait hold on what if we had direct democracy we elected representatives based on clearly set lines not gerrymandered and then we reduce the role of the president to nothing more than it actually is a (laughs) figurehead um love it um if you guys just watch the state of the union address oh yeah um isn't it kind of crazy that i didn't mm, I mean, I did. I, I saw it. I almost like sat down and watched it. But then again, I was just like, eh. My issue is with, it's not with this particular one. My issue is with all of them. Every single one of those is just a one party standing up and clapping for one guy that mm-hmm. is supposed to represent America or their party specifically and talk about all the things that they did correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not really productive, is it? Like, couldn't we just save the time and uh, the pageantry of politics? Because that's not what politics is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about helping normal people. Mm-hmm. We like action. I don't know why in American society we have to, we have to, it, we have to make it entertainment. It has to be like this show, <laughs> but that's not, that's not what politics is or should be, right? Western culture is a lot of entertainment. I don't think that it used to be like that. I think it used to be more of 
addressing the things going on in the nation because uh when the state of the union first came about i think it was over radio you know people would sit around gather they wanted to hear what's happening in the country and now that everybody has twitter facebook all these different ways to know what's going on i think it has they've pushed it more towards entertainment because everybody knows so now they just want to get uh political points they're trying to gain in the polls whatever they can do we did this exactly better clap oh really we did this <laughs> like and it's like that for everybody is like every president is on fire that much that like everybody everybody needs to stand up and be like look at what we did baby like are they that out of touch with reality that yeah. they think that people are at home and are watching that and they're like yeah hell, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, this is awesome well to be fair we we have what pretty much three presidencies mm-hmm. to draw back from on the State of the Unions. Because other than that, we're just too young. So we, we don't really know how they were going in the 90s if the political, political parties were like that. They probably were. I mean, they were all like pretty popular. Because, I mean, um, I forgot who it was, honestly. We used to do them like, used to do them like in the back of a train. Like there was a presidential train, and he would do like his, all his speeches from the back of it. And they were always popular. I mean, I remember, what was it, FDR's fireside chats. Yeah, It's kind of a State of the Union sort of thing. Yeah. You know, he would just talk on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. People people actually didn't like that when he first started. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think his first two, it actually scared a lot of people. (laughs) We know too much. Uh, That's what that's. (laughs) Because it was like, why is the president talking? Why is all this going on? And he, like, would mention something, and then it's just, like, boom, bad. Like, because every time, like, everyone always hears from the president. And that time, it's to, you know, it's kind of like a regret to inform you that yeah. blah, 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 we're going to war, or blah, 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 there's a food shortage, blah, blah, blah. But they were, like, evolving into something that everyone liked. Yeah. Now we're getting boomed by politics 24-7, right? Like, uh-huh. we're just getting bombasted by it every <laughs> single day. You can't avoid it, right? Like, you can't get away from it. Isn't that so weird that it feels like, 10, 20 years ago, maybe, really wasn't wasn't the biggest deal that everybody talked about, and this is the only thing that our culture is centered around, but I think it's just become such a big deal to align with somebody, to, to argue with people. Mm-hmm. Makes me sad. It's, it's become such a source of emotion. I don't know, people just love to get worked up about things and you know, let it take over. And politics is just an easy way to do that. Yeah, but I just feel sad for, like, those people. Literally just deciding they hate somebody because of that. <laughs> yeah. Shit, it's kind of saddening. But Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, well, I think it's also led to an actual polarization of us as a society, right? Like, it's harder for us to get along. Each group feels superior to the other, you know? Oh, I know the facts, fool. <laughs> that that's it. I know the facts. Yeah. I don't think people really want to listen to each other and have any sort of actual conversation about what they think is right personally or um I don't know. It, it's it's really easy to get caught up over social issues and not actually talk about what's good for us as a whole. Um mm. you know, we can argue, people want to argue all the time about uh, let's just take something like uh, like abortion rights. Like, you can go to 
any state and and do it. Yeah. Just like there are so many other other things that we could be talking about now. It's mm-hmm. over. Roe v. Wade is decided. Like let's let's move on. Let's like let's go look at you know Flint, Michigan. Let's do something productive there. <laughs> let's fix water. Uh, okay. Let's I don't know on the global stage, Russia and Ukraine, like all this like a complete war going on. Terrible. Heart goes out to them. If that leads to to nuclear war, we're all fucked, right? But right now, climate change is happening, right? Dead, like dead ass. Like everybody, like in the world, agrees this is happening. Our Earth is getting warmer, and this will be the end, right? Like that. Like I think everybody has come to that realization that that's the end. Yeah. Why? Like why is Putin so caught up in the the greatness of Russia? Why are we so caught up in the greatness of? united states and ourselves and our little politic games mm-hmm. like bro the world is actually ending <laughs> and then we have us worried about like no but what if you know did you hear what they said on the state of the union did they like you, like god damn like can we not like have actual real like questions and problems we're fed so much we're overloaded with so much news that we forget about huge issues. Oh my God, we're all going to die in like 20 years if we don't cut carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> just sit down and think. Uh, just, just keep feeding us little bullshit to keep us anxious. <laughs> so we don't worry about the big, the big, uh, big picture fallout coming. We're getting fed so much shit that we forget about the things that actually matter in life. Like being happy. Right, like, or or surviving yeah. as a race, or there's so yeah. many other issues that we could be worried about. This this turns into <laughs> another um, systematic issue. It's not I, like even calling it a rabbit hole is fucked up within itself because of what that statement's turned into. <laughs> but yeah, it sucks that we're getting fed this kind of stuff, and then you look out a little bit more, and you're like, why would they be doing that? Because they know it works, and then we're gonna sit here and talk about it, and then what are we gonna do after we record? Not much, not much. We can't do shit. Like <laughs> eat. I'm gonna go. I don't know. Brush my teeth. Watch <laughs> yeah. YouTube for a million hours. Totally forget we ever had that breakthrough. But yeah, you can't do shit about it. Yeah, that we acknowledge that like our world is ending, <laughs> and then like we're gonna go back and like watch TikTok for five hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot I have a homework assignment tomorrow. <laughs> Talking about the systematic failures of our government <laughs> and just consume Netflix. Yeah, I know that, like, the world's, like, actually ending dead ass, but, yeah, like, I've, I have homework and I have, like, you know, I have work tomorrow in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've got work in the morning. I can't really be bothered. Sorry. Doesn't that feel like what's happening, though, where it's, like, we're getting bombarded with shit and then we're detracting from real issues that we all can agree on. It is, dude. I think Putin killed COVID. <laughs> See? Right during midterms, too. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, the, you know, whatever. Well, God damn it. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> you did it again. Immediately get taken down off Spotify. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. They were talking about thing. the environment. Nah, <laughs> let's take that down. They pulled up. It's against the uh, freedom of speech. <laughs> they were walking up the stairs, and now they just fell down it. They're like, nah, you're going to jail. Take it down. <laughs> take it down. <laughs>
So what have y'all been doing recently? Y'all asked me that, and then... You kind of went down this. Oh, yeah. What have I been doing? Uh, Working... Um, working on myself, mainly. Mm, nice. Feel that. I mean, I've been working, but like, I've been working on myself, and I've been trying to improve, for sure. Same here. Same. Well, you know. You know, uh, I started the fitness TikTok three, four days ago. I was about to say, so. you're... You turn into the quite the the back monster. Yeah, I've. Uh, I was about to say. What two years ago when we were recording, I was feeling a little chonky. I don't know if you know the older listeners remember that. Well, well, that's just just so much macro, dude. You can't. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. You're just bulking. Hey, yeah. now we're here. We're kind of shredded, so it's feeling nice. It's feeling right. I I just decided it was it was time. Uh, You've you've always had some muscle, haven't you? Yeah, I've always had muscle, but now it's a, it's a I I don't want to humble brag on myself a little bit too much, but <laughs> to to your horn, dude, throw it out there, brother. I, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm I'm looking right. Yeah. I don't know how to put it put it else. Nothing puts a smile on my face, dude. My homies are feeling good. That's awesome. When the boys are feeling sexy, it it makes me feel sexy, oh, yeah. right? Like it gives me confidence. Just trying to get that gym shark mm-hmm. deal, baby. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, if I could start training people later down in life, I, I think that'd be pretty dope. So I think this is a good way to kind of get introduced to that kind of portion of my life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see where this takes me. And if I keep it up, we'll see. I can see you stretching out women in their mid-50s at a body plex. Oh, yeah? I can see that. Okay. Um, I, I, at a Gold's gym? Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep Gold's the gym. male clientele. Just my preference, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wonderful. Why do you only work with men? Uh, no, no reason. No reason. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, you know, um, I've had like three jobs since we've talked, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, I'm working at a place Tattoo. now. Yeah. Here we go, growth. Cool. And I'm just feeling like a real accountant. It's nice. And like Crispin said, working on myself too. But mm-hmm. taking that studious. day by day, baby. Feeling, I'm feeling more and more like an adult every single day because I have adult interactions. And I, as I'm having the adult, the adult interaction or when I'm doing something mm-hmm. like that is supposed to be an adult thing, mm-hmm. I think about it and I'm, like, I'm conscious of it and it feels like I'm outside my body. <laughs> like, whoa. What am I doing? Whoa, did I just adult? Whoa. Dude, did I just pay for my car insurance? Car insurance? Uh, this sucks. Did I just pay rent? Do I need to go uh. like get a cup of coffee and like sit on a park bench somewhere? And just... <laughs> I don't know. Did I just like make dinner for myself? <laughs> oh, God. Did I just go grocery shopping? Am I taking care of myself? Bro, uh, trying to work with my HSA fuck. account <laughs> to get money back for all of my medical expenses... Trying to do that shit, that made me feel like an adult. That, dude, oh, I, oh. When you have your HS, when you're dealing with your HSA, you're like, dude, like, why? Why, why, why is this so like fucking this? complicated? <laughs> why, is this, why is this my life? And then when you go to the grocery store and um, you check out for, and it's over $100 and you're like, seems about right. As it should be. That's when like the camera like zooms out like a million miles away, and, and then and then a slow instrumental starts playing. It builds up slowly, and just <laughs> at the end of a movie. You're like, fuck. dude, what the fuck? Did I really just say that's reasonable? 
every time I go through with just like a ton of food, I don't even feel like the people think it's for me. They're like, oh, he went grocery shopping for his parents. You know, like it doesn't feel like I'm buying my own buying food. it for his family. No, dude, I'm eating all this. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I just feel like a kid and people don't really respect me as an adult yet. And it, ah, you ever think about that? You're like, no, that's not his. Yeah, of course. He's, he's a child. But like, it's, it's all, I feel like it's all really in your head. Yeah. Good. If I saw you, I'm like, dude, that, that motherfucker's <laughs> That's not a fucking kid at all. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that that dude's eating that rotisserie chicken whole tonight. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's going straight to his lats and sitting there. God, Everything sitting I there. buy is just protein. That, that's that's it. Yeah. It has protein. It's really what it should be. Yeah, we don't we don't buy silly shit anymore. Yeah, I really I I feel that too. Though I know uh, where I guess it is projection, right? Mm-hmm. Like where we think that we aren't as that or that society views us as younger than we are just because we feel younger than we actually are right yeah. like, mm-hmm. in reality we're both 23 <laughs> adults but we see ourselves as like still children and what dude i was standing in the gym two days ago yeah these, these kind of thoughts always come to you in the gym and i was like i was i was standing just like are these like full-grown adults like <laughs> the 45 year old men are they still in their minds? Are they still kids? Like when does the when, when does, does the the fl- the switch flip? You know, I, yeah, I yeah. See what you're saying. Like when do you when are you like, all right, I'm not a child anymore. I feel like, like it's when the gray hair comes in. When you have your own kid, that that's probably a big oh, one. Oh, okay, yeah. that's probably a big one. Yeah, it's probably a big one. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll hold off on that. Bro, I was in the gym probably like last month, and within the week span, two people said like they thought i was 19 and i i, I just like sighed looked down like, fucking fuck damn yeah a 19 year old yeah you, on an ungodly amount of trend yeah trend and sarm <laughs> just you... injecting up hell yeah yeah you no. don't look 19 that's crazy <laughs> you do not look like 19 bro the other kid like no. the one kid was working he was probably 18 or 19 oh i think he was 19 because he said oh i thought you were my age i was like god yeah yeah. Just because I don't, I don't have a little kid following me around yeah. or like gray hair. You think I'm your age? Like I'll get that where they think we're, that I'm younger in public and stuff. But when I'm at my job, people will be like, oh, I thought you were like 25. You're 23 like or 26 <laughs> or like 27. And I was like, yeah, man, like I just graduated college. Yeah. <laughs> like I graduated in May, <laughs> dude. Like, I just got out. No. Yeah. I'm the youngest one in the company, and, I like, knowing that makes makes me feel weird. I would get, like, uh, in high school, I'd be like, well, where'd you go to school? I was like, uh, I'd, like, say my high school. <laughs> like, just graduated. And they're like, oh, dude, I'm at, like, university. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I didn't know you were, like, a kid. Yeah, you're also, like, 6'3", you asshole. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you're also 6'3", and have the jawline of Jesus. <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> Yeah, speaking of, I mean, Borden's looking a little little uh, muscular out there. I'm He's seeing the, the traps up oh. top, baby. Looking dare, like... dare say thicker. What's going on? Is Stand up. Give me a little twirl. I'm trying to see this. Stand up. Give us yeah. a little flex. Let me see the peach. Do I need to? <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to see? I don't my window's open. I'm not sure if I can do that. For the listeners, Borden is taking off. He's fully naked now. <laughs> Full frontal nude. What a hog. Have y'all seen The Rock in that one movie where he throws a berry at him and he like bounces it with his peck and it shoots like a, a bullet? 
I can imagine it so vividly that I've, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, and then I've he seen gives it you now. that. He gives yeah, you the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's getting a little hot in here. I gotta gotta cool down. It is. Should have worn long sleeves. Yeah, both of y'all are wearing long sleeves. You guys cold? Just comfy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, we we could hit like a couple topics, but like I kind of want to get into the the mental health zone. To be honest, yeah. Like we've been recording for a long time. <laughs> Forty five in. Like I'm I'm done hit that. Yeah, just kinda, <laughs> yeah, just kind of yeah. low key. Like didn't. All right. Well, let's just get right into it. Borden, this is gonna be your first time taking part in our mental health corner, but you know I don't know if. You, you've heard it before but yeah, yeah it, we're basically just talking about how we feel and let's just go through um sort of one by one maybe we'll start with noah and then borden and then we can end on me does that sound good sounds great yeah yeah uh noah uh let us know what's going on in your life if there's anything that's kind of like giving you some trouble if you're having some anxiety about something let us know man so for me lately i've i've been doing pretty good i've been uh Going to the gym consistently, I've been taking my TikTok videos, um, and that has actually been a source of, I don't, I don't want to say happiness, but, you know, a little bit, um, just because it's given me something to focus my time on, my efforts. Uh, it's just given me a little bit of purpose outside of work, so that's nice to have. Of course, you know, just going to the gym itself was nice, but this is, this is something different. This is what I'm trying, I'm trying to build. That's Clipper underscore cut. If you want to follow that TikTok, shout out myself. I like the plugin. But other than that, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's been like a, a pretty soft week as far as work goes, and so I've uh, gotten to sit back and relax and get some more adult stuff handled, you know, that I've had on my plate. So that's that's been good to kind of clear those anxieties. I still have to follow my taxes. Same. That's just looming over me. Not looking forward to that. But overall, you know, I'm. I'm uh, on a good line here. I'm I'm feeling pretty happy. Noah, like uh, I wanted to say just something for the people real quick that I think it's awesome when you mentioned that you had something. It was nice to be able to film TikToks because it gives you something productive to do outside of your normal day-to-day, um, you know, work sort of life. Yeah. And I think that more people need to do that because it 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 allows you to get away from all these other things that you describe yourself as. And then do something for yourself, right? Yeah. Like, because you're not making these TikToks for other people, really. You're making them for you. Yeah. Right? Like that was my mm-hmm. biggest thing. Like about starting it was I just felt like it was going to be super cringe. You know, nobody's going to want to watch it. But looking on it, thinking about it to myself, I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm trying to help people. You know, if they want to follow my workouts, they can probably get a little bit bigger. Um, but I was doing this for me. This is something that you know is giving me purpose. It's it's. it's little drive it's nice i i don't feel anxiety worrying about what people are going to think now i'm just producing content so you know i'm just gonna try to try to have fun with it and that's a something that's hard to get over because that's a genuine fear a lot of people have there's anxieties about what people think about you so honestly you just got to say fuck it and do what makes you happy that's golden advice that noah just gave there like Mm -hmm. If it's making you happy, who cares what anybody else thinks about what you're doing? Exactly. Just fuck them. Because in the end, if it's making you happy and they don't care that it's making you happy, they don't care about you. So fuck them. He's spitting. Mm-hmm. He's spitting. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you struggled with this week, Noah, that you felt like ill-equipped to deal with? <laughs> My six-month review came up. 
And so there's a lot of anxiety there. Just like, you never know. Like I felt like I've been doing a good job and I've been on top of my tasks, but you never know. So going into that, there was a lot of anxiety. I was nervous because I was with my manager and my senior manager. So it was, uh, it went really well. You know, they told me I've been doing great, gave me a few things, you know, to work on, but they've been, they told me I've been doing well and they, they, they like having me around. So that was a relief. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, there's anxiety about moving soon to my sister's place. We're having to move her in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's just getting prepared to live with family again, you know. It's, 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 I've been out on my own pretty much with Allie doing her own thing. So mm-hmm. just going to have to switch those gears and prepare some more for family life. Here comes Uncle Noah, baby. Woo! Shout out Sydney and uh... Emerson, baby. Emerson. Shout out Emerson. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Noah. I appreciate it. Um, now, uh, I guess let's move on to Borden here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Borden, just let us know what's going on in your life, man. Recently, I wouldn't say I've been living by it, but I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, and it's this quote I wrote down that I heard the other day. It's very confusing. I'll read it twice. It's, it's literally sounds like it's out of Dr. Seuss, but yeah, here it comes. You're not always trying to be the thing you thought you were the last time you were something. And so I'm going to say it again. You're not always trying to be the thing that you thought you were the last time you were something. And a lot of that I feel like has to do with not replicating the same person that you used to be that you liked. Like, oh, I was living it up. Mm -hmm. Or I felt like I was on cloud nine, you know, a couple months ago or something like that. But I feel like even in the moment, you could still be a better version of yourself when you're feeling down in a way. Yeah, you just have to turn it and kind of focus on your feelings, but you shouldn't ever strive to be something that you used to be. I think that's really unhealthy in a way. And I think even pioneering into the next, taking each day step by step, you're always going to be building. I think the process of working on yourself, even if you're not in the greatest state of mind or the best you've ever been, is way more enjoyable in a way than trying to sit in one kind of place in one state of mind. Yeah, embracing the change that's coming in your life and, yeah. you know, molding with it. Oh, that's definitely good. And staying, staying true, mm-hmm. yeah. The question that I had, if you felt like that, if that helps you remain more present in the moment and if that helps you accept change for what it is as a good thing. You mean the, this kind of way of thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there hasn't really been too much that's caught me off guard. Yeah, I think that that's a good thing. I feel like I've been ready for a lot of things. I've been, I guess, noticing, just being very observant. Um, stuff that could be bad or what or used to something that could have really caught me off guard in the past. Something that would have made me anxious, like oh god, like I got to do this, even though it's such a simple task. Mm. It's like now I can do things and be something that I'm proud of. Do you think it's a little bit about embracing who you are going to become and in, in meeting that head on? Yeah, and I think the future and thinking about who you're supposed to become or not knowing is a scary thing for a lot of people, obviously. But um, I think noticing that that's still it's coming it's happening right before my eyes is 
Uh, it's uh, so many things. Like, it's fun. It's scary. It's comfortable. It's not, you know? Yeah, I've noticed that in my life, too, where I'll, uh, I'll think about how I would have reacted even two years ago to a situation. Like, yeah. I, I handled that so much better than I ever would have thought to, you know, in that certain time. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you don't know shit no matter what age you are. You'll always, you know, time is a real teacher, and, you know, you're going to you'll learn the longer you live. So just embrace the change that comes. That's true. Embrace the change. Is there anything, Borden, that you have been sort of struggling with? Uh, you know, you can be as candid as you need to be um, or as vague as you need to be. Is there anything that's been getting to you that um, you're still trying to, that you're working to resolve? I think, like, communication, which is, like, everything around me, thinking that other people, maybe other just kind of things that needs to get done, just don't know what I'm thinking, don't know that I'm going to do it. I think take, taking a step back, uh, just doing it in general, just being proactive is something that I want to yeah, work Like on. L- living your life instead of um, reacting to your life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Taking action yeah. Is, is difficult to implement, you know? It's easy to sit it's back really and take in what you need to do, but enacting and getting things done. It's really hard. Because like, you just sort of sometimes yeah, subconsciously feel like even thinking about it was taking action, but yeah, it's not. No, nobody's going to start it until you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get your ass off the couch and let's get it done, baby. Yeah. Get, you, get you some dry scoops pre-workout and go do it, man. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Borden. I appreciate you being candid with us and, you know, with our listeners too. I'm sure that they appreciate it as well. Um, okay, I'll go into just where I am right now. I think I'm in a good spot. I still do get a little bit of anxiety when it comes to um, the way that I am perceived as a person, I think is a hard thing to deal with sometimes. The way that other people think about me, I still think that I um, value others' opinions too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like uh, I'll, get, I'll get more back into that. Um, but I've, I've established a few goals for myself and I'm not going to really read um, or I'm not going to tell everybody all my goals all the time because that's not, that's not the point of goals is to project them. But I did want to share one with you guys that I thought was kind of interesting that um, I've been kind of working on. And it's just a little fun goal that I had set for myself. I have some serious ones, but this is a fun one. Um, I want to go to every single uh, park inside the perimeter of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already been to six of them. And I think there's like a total of like over 30, something mm-hmm. like that. But they're all really beautiful. What's your favorite one so far? Uh, The one that I went to yesterday or no, two days ago. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I have them saved on uh, my Google Maps. So if you want the spots, just, mm-hmm. just well, ask, I want to wait. I want to wait until the whole experiment's over with till the actual like list comes well i'm a big fan of uh zolanite park it's z-o-z-o-n-o-l-i-t-e zolanite park um it's right next to this to the soto zen center um and it's like tucked away and there's a little creek mm. that runs by it and there's an old abandoned like railroads on one side next to office oh, nice. buildings which is kind of cool um yeah it's really pretty anyways that's just a little short-term like little fun goal that I had set for myself. Uh, and 
The reason why I mentioned it is because I think that people will get caught up in making all these large, grandiose goals that are really um, hard to achieve or that aren't that much fun, maybe. Uh, and so I've set all of yeah. these unfun goals, right? They're, they are fun. Like, they're fulfilling goals, but they're not as, like, easy, I guess, like, for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to have little, you know, checkpoints, right? Yeah. Like, along your way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give yourself a break. So advice, if you're setting goals for yourself, give yourself a fun goal that'll, that'll like, make you want to do more shit. <laughs> um, and then another one that I've been doing right now is i have been reading a lot more which is fun like genuinely like it's actually a lot of fun to not be on my phone and i've actually like i've developed like this hate like this (laughs) hatred toward my phone which i don't think is Mm -hmm. it's not because uh, like it's inherently bad or anything i I think it's just because i know that i'm being sucked in (laughs) yeah it's unproductive like i'm not doing anything on there that's worth a damn yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I know like that kind of that distasteful feel for it because like there's stuff on there that sure could be valuable in some sense like it, some if could i use be it correctly yeah <laughs> like contacting like a, you know yeah your mom uh, a co-worker <laughs> yeah like like that but if you zoom out and it, it's it's like it's a it's a monkey playing with the box yeah like, what are you sitting there doing it's me laying down <laughs> on my fucking bed and just watching a video like what Am I actually learning or am I just watching something like be explained to me? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So I've been reading a lot more right when I wake up. Um, right when I wake up, I read. It doesn't have to be, I don't set like a page, uh, you know, marker that I have to hit. I just wake up and I read, mm-hmm. you know, four pages, five pages or like a chapter if I want. And then I come, I come back to it later in the day because I'm like, oh damn, I want to finish up mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. what I, what I just read. You hit a little cliffhanger um, for yourself, leave you hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Euphoria episode, but for a book, you know, <laughs> just constant cliffhangers. I don't know if I'd read a book about Euphoria. Oh no 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 no! I just <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> Pause. I just I watched I Euphoria with Ali, and some of that shit is so gruesome. Like I I was, yeah. I had to turn I was like uh, gagging I I can't I, I can't take a that great word yeah <laughs> yeah anyways back back to your health Crispin <laughs> well I mean it's 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 kind of it's kind of a good topic that you brought up because really it's a story about addiction right like that's all of them mm. are addicted to things yep. like Rue is the most obvious one because she's addicted to drugs like that's she's an addict right yeah. but every one of them has their little Casey, addiction right addicted like, to love. Like they're all of them have their thing. Right. And when I was talking about like my phone, it's genuinely because I felt like this thing was having an adverse effect on my life that I didn't want to be a part of. So I, you know, I just, and this isn't to say like, you you need to do it too. Like there's great things about having a phone and like using it. Like I promise you, but it's just like, for me where I am right now, I, I feel like it's not the most productive you know, way I could be using my time. Um, all right, not to eat up too <laughs> too much more of uh, of time here. I just wrote down some things that I am struggling with, um, and and the really I wrote them down as questions. Uh, mm. And I actually was sitting in the car, and I thought about all these questions, and I was getting mad at myself. 
and I, I actually spoke to myself. I really don't speak to myself. Like, I don't talk out <laughs> loud to, to me, mm-hmm. like, ever. I know what you mean. But this yeah. time, I was just getting pissed because I was like, I was like, I was getting so upset. That's right? whenever I'm talking to myself is when I'm mad. One of the questions that I was asking myself is, why am I so scared to be ridiculed? Um, and how do I stop second guessing myself? And like, I don't, I don't think I have an answer to that right now. So for me, when I, whenever I had that self-reflection about being ridiculed and where my anxiety was coming from for that, was I, I literally just cared about what other people were thinking, what they thought about me, you know? And for me, I had to come to the point where you just got to say you don't care. <laughs> Fuck it. it that's, mm-hmm. that's, your, that's the image of you in their mind, and you really can't change it. At this point, there's not much you can do. People are going to laugh. People are going to have those jokes about you. Everybody does. So you just got to live with it and, and ride. I don't know. Yeah, thinking, thinking about what other people view you as, mm-hmm. is it hurts. But You're never going to think they think of you highly unless you're already one of those people that thinks of yourself super highly. Yeah, I met some people that are like, the art of not giving a fuck is like their job. Like Mm -hmm. some people were just able to do that. And well, if they can do that, then do they really still have anxiety? Cause I feel like that's all anxiety is. It's just the outward, what you think your outward projection looks like. Or have they just conquered that outward projection (sighs) of it? I don't know, but I don't know. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm towing the line. mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's like, at what point does it just become, like you're just a dick and super yeah, super self-absorbed over oh i just don't care what other people think like that's mm-hmm. it's really easy to say and it's really easy to be like like just say that that you're that type of person but then when you get in a situation enacting it <laughs> yeah when you get in a situation that's the thing with me is like i can project all i want like i'm a really good actor i think mm-hmm. all of us are right like we're all like pretending to be someone that we're not really life's a play <laughs> in certain situations and it's just like hard when I am actually faced with something that's making me unsure of myself and to remind myself in the moment that like, hey, like I deserve this. Like mm-hmm. I, I deserve to be here. I need like mm-hmm. I am living this life because this is where I'm supposed to be. Yep. Right. I, I've, I've come to that a little bit. And then uh, another question that I kind of had um, for myself was, why does my mind get distracted easily? And. I did come up with a little, like, just explanation for myself, and I, I wrote down, I'm distracted by TV, by newspapers, by YouTube, by text, by life. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of these distract, like, they aren't inherently distractions, right? Like, none of those things are inherently bad things for me to be distracted by. But, like, that's their job. Yeah, I, oh, I think the issue is that I am giving them more of my mental capacity than they are worth. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. assessing yeah. too much of, of my mental capacity to caring about things that have nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. like, mm-hmm. And that I have no influence or control over. It's like getting frustrated with yourself that you're allowing yourself to give those things that kind of worth. Yeah. That's really, that, that was really what I was... Uh, that's really what I've been trying to like work on thus far mm-hmm. is is ignoring the things that I don't have control over and then not giving 
other people the power to make me upset over something. You know, like yeah. somebody, I think somebody looks at me a weird way or, or thinks of me a certain way, then that makes me feel bad. Why? <laughs> like I'm just giving them power over how I feel and that's not the right, that's not the right thing to do. I've, I've noticed a lot or what's helped me recently because I, I feel like it's always you know the times when your anxiety is high and you can like get out of that dip and you kind of can look at things differently than now that you're out of mm-hmm. it. And I've, I've, I've just stopped writing scripts for other people's heads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you're saying when someone looks at you and you're like, oh, dude, he's probably thinking this. Like he's, he's yeah. look, look at his, look at his, look at his ear. It's weird. <laughs> what? It's probably weird. It's just, yeah. <laughs> he's just not thinking that he's looking at you with like a weird expression on his face and it's making you feel some type of way, but he's literally just thinking about like, damn, dude, am I going to eat like some chicken tonight? Or, yeah. Like, it's just yeah. not how things are. And like if, if people are but, saying things about it and or saying things about you, like that, to me, what I've thought about is like the anxiety that that's causing me, like their thoughts is the power that they have over me. So releasing mm-hmm. that anxiety and letting those thoughts go and letting them think what they want that's been a, a huge release for me, <laughs> especially as of late. And, yeah. you know, I think that's been made easier because of COVID. You, I haven't had it be in contact with anybody. You know, I haven't had directly anybody just talking shit to my face. And so it's easy to say that on a, say this on a podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been directly confronted, but hopefully uh, if that happens, I can <laughs> just be. <laughs> Fold their ass. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to, to, to to leave us with one last thought and then and then we'll wrap up a, real quick. It, it it sounds corny, but the approach that I've kind of been taking to all of this is and like like it sounds so lame when I say it to myself, but it's also like something that I truly believe. Mm-hmm. Is is leading leading my life with love. And it's leading my life with knowing that other people love me and that if I show that I love everyone else in the world, no matter who they are, what they think, um, whoever they may be, what their experience is, I know that I in some way will receive that love back. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. I found myself hating things or hating people or hating uh, situations just because I was allowing other people to influence the way that I felt. But I found... Um, recently that if I just lead my life in a loving sort of way where uh, like indiscriminately like you know everybody you know the, the woman checking me out at Kroger at the checkout line like like I have to I have to love her like mm-hmm. genuine like genuinely mm-hmm. <laughs> like it sounds so like lame <laughs> and weird like when I say it yeah. but like to have a good interaction with that person I have to love them, right? Like I have to like accept, yeah, I have to like actually like believe that I care about who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that people have been a lot nicer to me by just me trying to be more open and like outwardly loving like toward them. Yeah, (laughs) engaging people. (laughs) Again, it's like acting. Is that like how adulting works? Yeah, maybe. It's like you have to outwardly show them that you do, you can genuinely care. If your expressions say like you don't give a fuck, yeah, yeah, then, uh, 
Yeah, because people stuff. react people react to your actions, right? Like I can yeah. say I love everybody and then be a dick to everybody mm-hmm. and say like, oh well I love them. That's not <laughs> the same thing, right? Like I actually mm-hmm. have to act like I care about them. Like I have to act like they mean something to me or um and I, I've noticed that I haven't really um I, there's been no straight up surprisingly there's been no negative side effects to that approach <laughs> in my life like that has never served me wrong right there can't there can't be um and accepting like people with grace yeah i think is a very important thing um so i'll leave uh the listeners with that and i'll leave you all with that and i just wanted to say ev- for everybody that has listened all the way through to this part i just want to say that i love you very much and i appreciate you listening and guys Thank you so much for talking with me about your mental health. It means a lot. Of course. You know, it was, it was great hearing what's going on in both of your lives. And, you know, I was just happy to have Borden back on. That smooth, silky voice, baby. Puts a, puts a smile <laughs> on my face, no. Brought back some memes. Mm. <laughs> All right, fellas. I think we're going to end it here. You guys ready to go? Say right. bye. Peace out. With love. <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. there's one thing we learned it's to love others unconditionally it's an interesting concept maybe I'm not alone in that hopefully and eventually they may find their way I hope you do too goodbye <laughs>